Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a crusty crab. Ah, uh, what is up, everybody? It is I. I have returned. Your fearless host. Well, fearless might be stretching it a bit, but certainly your host for the Hard Rock Lunchbox and, of course, the Top 20, which we are now just beginning both of, because much like Schrodinger's cat, I can be in two places at once. My daughter has a phone call uh, scheduled with her old science teacher that they kind of messed up on the coordination of, and they couldn't both be at both calls at the same time. And I was like, can't you guys just do a little quantum physics? I thought you guys were scientists. Charlotte was not amused. However, Charlotte is on the world's largest high currently because she scored another round of Halloween candy this year. Uh, she got a friend to go with her. They, uh, she came back with nine and a half pounds of candy. If you're keeping score at home, nine and a half is one half more than Days Ferris Bueller took off. So, yeah. Nine and a half times, Mrs. Bueller. Uh, and then it was fun to watch her OCD kick in and then uh, line all the candy properly on the kitchen table where she promptly took inventory and then restuffed it back in the bag because Charlotte doesn't actually like candy all that much. So... Which is fine. I think she gets that from me. I don't really have much of a sweet tooth, so. But she loves to acquire it, which I do appreciate. See, I am too lazy to do either of those things. <laughs> Hope everybody had a good Halloween. Um, I have some stuff to talk about about our Halloween show, our Halloween weekend show. Some good, some bad, some funny, some sad. I will tell you with a fox. I will tell you with a box. On the box. Oh, I totally blew that one. I'm just going to cancel the show. That's it. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, I actually have a few things to talk about, and I really just don't know what's important. So I'm going to kind of just let the um, like run like a free thought experiment. Like uh, I'm drawing a blank, which is probably not a good way to start a free thought experiment if you're playing it off. Like, here I am. Um, stream of consciousness. That's the word. Or I do a lot of that. Like, I have, like, kind of a weekly therapy call. I mean, it's less therapy and more just me, like, laying out my problems and getting some suggestions, which I suppose is therapy, but I don't know. What was I saying? Um, oh, we're back to that. That is fun. Oh, I blew that last one. But not in a good way. Um... So yes, I have a few things to talk about, so I think I'm just going to go like full stream of consciousness consciousness today because whatever kind of pops up. There's just a lot going on in the world. There's a good amount going on in my world, and sometimes they collide. Like, like not like a cool handshake, like, it's more like, I realize that played very well for radio. So let's do some housekeeping, shall we? Yay! Um... Dude, I have to issue, like, another, like, really, like, an honest-to-God public apology. I am so sorry. I have been so not keeping up with my uh, top 20 duties. Like, to, be, to, to put things in perspective, like, here's what normally happens. I usually record the show on Thursday, right? And I record the top 20 at the same time, because it's the top 20. It's the first 20 minutes of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. And then somewhere between Friday and Saturday, I just pare down the audio so I can release the podcast of the Hard Rock Lunchbox and the podcast of the Top 20. All available, by the way, on Spotify and, and Apple. So if you ever miss the show, like, it's on Spotify within a week. So you can just catch it there. Um, but I edit that down because I have to take out any songs and stuff like that because I'm not allowed to put those in podcasts. Long story, whole of the show. If you remember, I got in trouble because I was playing uh, Cage the Elephant and they basically sent me a cease and desist order, which is like, cool. They know who I am. Um, but yeah, so normally between Friday and Saturday, I do that. And by Saturday morning, by Saturday, like noonish, everything's done. And I, you know, I have everything posted and everything. It has been so bad the past few weeks, several weeks, 
more than several weeks. So we might be up to, it's been so bad the past couple months that what's happening is like, I don't even get to post the video of the top 20 sometimes until like Tuesday or Wednesday night. I know it was like maybe last week or the week before, like I was literally posting it at Wednesday night at like nine o'clock, which is three hours before the damn thing even comes out. Like there was half of me was like, I wonder if that's going to finish rendering by midnight. Like... I am just, I'm so far behind, and there's a lot of reasons why that is. There's a lot of stuff coming together at the same time that's really, really screwing me up. Uh, and, and, you know, it's really just exasperated by, exacerbated, exas- I'm exasperated. The situation is exacerbated by the fact that my scheduling just isn't as good as it used to be. My, my time management, like I used to be able to, I think it's because I just used to do things quicker. So like schedule, uh, my schedule and time management was just easier to to do or whatever but you know what's happening like uh right now is that i've just uh, too many things going on and i physically run out of actual time to do things uh and i'm just not getting them done so i want to issue this apology that i started five minutes ago to anybody and everybody that comments or watches the top 20 i i really do read all the comments i just have not done them over the past several weeks uh i know bill comments on most most of the videos, so I, I assume he's still doing it. If he's not, I totally understand. But I will get back to that. It looks like my horizon kind of opens up a little bit once we get to December. In full disclosure, I might take that time to just sort of rest because I've got some physical things that are going on now because of the constant stress and adrenal fatigue and all that other stuff. Nothing you guys haven't heard me complain about before. Um, but yeah, I just want to apologize. Like, I'm not ignoring anybody, and I never take anybody for granted. I physically do not seem to have the time to get to all these things. Like, for for example, like, last night, like, I'm going into the studio today to, to track rhythm guitars, and last night I was on a call at, like, 9 o'clock to, like, 10.30, and while I was on this call that I was really supposed to be paying attention to, like, I was also doing a backup of my Helix settings and making a copy so that when I get into the studio, I can just update and make any changes I want to the recorded version, the recorded settings, as opposed to messing with my live settings, which I don't want to do because those are dialed in to work kind of with a band in a live setting, not necessarily the chord. But, like, that's literally what's happening. Like, one of the most, what should be one of the most important things going on in my existence right now is really playing second fiddle to this other thing I was working on, which is just, like, that's that's bananas. Like, I would imagine, like, I don't know, let's see who's in the chat. Like, Giovanna's in the chat right now, right? Like, if she was heading into the studio tomorrow to record her guitar track, not only would she probably be a mess, but she would be focusing on everything that she had to do to get it all ready. And then tomorrow, when she recorded those stuff, she would probably forget her guitar, her cables, her keys, and all that other stuff. But at least the night before, she would have been all set. And, like, I can't even manage to do that. So that apology is really for anybody that's posting comments. I know Jackie watches a lot, and I know she comments from time to time. Like I'm not, I'm not ignoring anybody. I will get to it. I promise. And thank you if you're still doing that. Like I really do appreciate, it. and I really appreciate anybody that's that's watching. Man, I am sweating from this apology, dude. Does anybody else know that it's like November? Like, come on, man. It's like 75 degrees outside. Like, good thing there's no climate change. I heard uh, something funny before from uh, Fox News, or it was yeah, it was a Fox News post or posting like a tweet or a true social thing from from Donald Trump and he was slamming the current democratic governor of New Mexico basically saying that she's weak and that you know she's she's responsible for the millions of illegal aliens coming into her state and all i could think of is like oh well if the governor's responsible for the millions of illegal aliens coming into your state i guess the governors of Texas and Florida would also be responsible for those millions of aliens coming into their state too and yet i don't see those tweets i don't know Speaking of tweets, so Elon Musk finally took over Twitter, and within the first 24 hours, there were a million new accounts where everybody was screaming the N-word on it. So if you wanted to know what free speech looks like, it looks like white people getting to say the N-word with impunity so that they don't get beat up by black people. I would suggest that anybody that really wants to yell the N-word on Twitter should come up to the Bronx and yell it out in you know person, because there's like not even a gun problem up there, so... Solve both our problems. But yeah, not really interested in talking about free speech. Um, oh yeah, housekeeping. I only said that nine minutes ago. Uh, so this week there is a brand new top 20, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on what side of the argument you're on. Uh, talking about like how my entire life is, is run by post-it notes at this point, because they are. like I mean, yeah, 
post-it note pad. Just post-it notes all over the place. Uh, I, whenever I have a morning appointment, I put a big post-it note on my kitchen cabinets because I will often forget. And I actually have a flexible enough schedule at work that sometimes, like, like I don't have to be at work at 9. Right? I don't. I'm not. I don't know that I'm ever at work at 9. I'm usually at work at, like, Sometimes 8.40. Sometimes I'm at work at 9.20. Like, I have a very flexible schedule, which is one of the reasons I like my job so much. Uh, but sometimes, like, I'm super tired and I have a 9 o'clock meeting. Like, I'll just completely space out. Like, have a cup of coffee or something. Like, just try and wake up. And then I'll be like, oh, cool. I'm five minutes late for this meeting. So, and that, that's more true of, like, appointments and stuff. Like, I've been doing, I think I mentioned that I was going to acupuncture. And uh, I try and keep those appointments a little bit later. Because what actually happens to me, the earlier I have an appointment... The worst, I will absolutely sleep the night before because I'm just so worried I'm going to miss that appointment. But, like, kind of once I clear, like, that 10, 10 thing, like, I couldn't tell you the last time I slept past 10, 10 so I don't, I don't usually worry about it too much. But um, I will say, was anybody else up at, like, 5.30 in the morning uh, last night dreaming about, like, scrambled eggs on sourdough toast? Or is that just, just me? having a lot of hunger dreams and it's funny too because like one of the things that's also going on with my time crunch is i'm not eating much and i'm not eating well so i don't have time to make it i don't have time to make any food i barely have time to eat any food like literally before i ran down here there was some lukewarm beef stew on my on my stove so i had like a couple of ladles of that and that's basically going to serve as my breakfast and lunch until i'm the uh until i'm out of here so like and i don't even have any plans for when i'm going to eat something so i don't that's my that's my thing. But also, on the top 20, uh, I really, really kind of leaning into that whole, like, if you can put an I or me in front of your sentence that you're complaining about, then you're probably uh, on the right or you're probably a Republican. Because that, that really does seem to be the majority of the distance. It, the difference. It doesn't hold true every single time. Like, obviously, you can come up with scenarios where that's not the case. But more often than not, it's really about, like, you know, what what's in it for me and protecting me and mine. It's, it's like that argument with, like, crime. Like, what what are you going to do with crime? Like, you, you're just going to be tough on crime? Like, does that... That's not how that works. Like, you can't just be like, I'm a tough guy now. Like, that that's not... That doesn't actually... Like, Officer McGruff might be, like, one of the toughest dudes I know. And, like, you can't control that. You know, the, re- the reality is, like, I want my street to be safer. I don't care what happens in those streets. And that's how, you know, that level of policing works. So... They're going to lock up people they don't like, and then you and I are going to pay for their room and board and health care and court costs and all that other stuff. And, you know, Because, you know, I don't know if you know this. It's not actually free to incarcerate somebody. You know who pays for that? Because it's not them. I'll give you one guess who pays to incarcerate somebody. Kind of looks like... Yeah, it kind of looks like you. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> it's not going to make anything better. But honestly, if you increase social ser- social services, crime goes down. Wow. People think that there's another option besides crime. People tend not to choose crime. There's always going to be crime. I don't think that there isn't. There's crime in Finland probably right now, although it's the middle of winter and they haven't seen the sun in days. So, yeah, it t- totally makes sense. Like, I'd, you know, be, I'd be committing an e-felony at least, too, if that were the case. But, like, that's just not how those things work. So, anyway. Um... But I have a lot to say politically, but I feel like I say too much politically. Uh, election day is next Tuesday. I think anybody that listens to me, anybody within the sound of my voice, knows what the right things are. If you're voting for yourself and your own interests, yeah, vote Republican. There's no, no reason to not. Like you, you honestly just want like migrants to die in the street. You want poor people not have health care, and you are not interested in old people that will you know just die because we don't we want to privatize social security then yeah republicans the way to go if you're at all interested in like women's rights and stuff like that like if you're interested in privacy rights and healthcare, world order maybe protecting the ukrainians from an invading russian army like yeah vote democrat but those are very us things globally us if you're voting republican you're voting for yourself there's just there's no other way around it so just remember that on tuesday if you're going to vote on the right side, like, you're about you. And there's nothing wrong with that, but recognize it for what it is. The number of times I've had to, like, raise money for somebody because their health insurance ran out or uh, government wouldn't cover this or that, like, you know who does that? Republicans. Republicans cause that. Because Democrats wanted universal health care. Insurance would never run out. 
keep that in mind. So I want to switch over from bad government behavior and bad people behavior to my favorite topic, bad band behavior. So we played this show just outside Scranton, Pennsylvania on Saturday night. We played a place called the uh, Kingsland, isn't it? Kings something stage. Can't totally, totally drawing blank. But it was in, in Oliphant, Pennsylvania, which we drove through Scranton to get to. I did not stop at Dunder Mifflin. I did not get any paper. I did not pass go. Uh, I did collect more than two hundred dollars, though. That was good. Getting paid to do a show is an important thing for an original band. It doesn't matter to me so much for cover bands. If they can't get paid doing the show, then they, they clearly aren't doing it right. So it is a big deal for original bands because it is the thing that funds original bands to keep them going. So we drove all the way out there. I, I had said, I think, on the show that I was incredibly nervous about doing it, stressed about doing it, nervous as well. The show was completely fine. It was actually funny because, like, I've been stressing my performance lately at a couple of these shows because I feel like I'm out of practice because we're not playing as many shows. Also, once or twice, I've been a little under the weather. I was definitely under the weather for the Emmyville Music Hall show. Uh, I pulled it off, which is fine. Great. Happy about that. I was in perfect health for this one. I was just tired. And I can perform when I'm tired. No problem. Um... But I was stressing it because, like I said, it was a three half, three and a half hour drive out from me, from where I live, out to out to Elephant, and it was going to be three and a half hours back. I had to come back because I had a, uh, a soccer game in the morning with the girls, where I had to be on the field at eleven thirty. Uh, so I was just really kind of stressing the seven hours of driving, let alone you know the five hours of being there. Like I think I left my house at two thirty. I think I walked in at three fifty nine in the morning. So a long, long kind of shift. Right? Like if that were if that were a shift at a coal mine, like we'd be like, wow, that's a lot. So, big deal. Um, I went out there. I made sure the band was there before the first band played, and I made sure the band stayed until the last band played because that's the job. And as we said forever on this show, and just in general, out in our little circle at least, like that's how you do it. That's how you're part of a show. There are always exceptions. I have absolutely had to leave shows early. I usually communicate that to the other bands and let them know. Uh, I think my my most, not famous, but the story I've told the most is one time we were playing Fright Fest in, uh, at Six Flags, and it started to snow, and they were threatening to close the George Washington Bridge. So I told the members of Close to Death, uh, hey, man, we've got to get out of here. And Close to Death is Q's old band, by the way. That's, that's actually where I met Q. Uh, but I told them that, and and D Dial was basically like, "Why are you still here?" <laughs> you know. But it made it made sense to sort of communicate that, like, we're not leaving for any other reason other than I don't want to become a New Jersey resident right now. And I think everybody can understand. That. Um. So we go. Uh, to be perfectly honest, the first band, and I'm quoting that. Uh, didn't have his whole band with him. He was a screamo kind of metal dude, and he played to track. He had a laptop up on stage, and he just sang over. It was literally karaoke. Uh, he was not horrible. Um, some of his song choices were questionable. He did a remix of Smells Like Teen Spirit that I thought the world definitely could have done without. Um, and I had no better for hearing it. I might even be worse off for hearing it. But, like, he was a good performer. But nonetheless... We watched the whole set. The next band came on. They were a little jammy at first, and and I was worried I was going to fall asleep. And Tony even said that he saw me kind of nod off a little bit. It's not so much that they were boring, but it weren't they weren't exciting or anything. Uh, they actually had one song that I really liked, and I was going to actually grab it for the show, but I'll explain why I didn't do that in a minute. Um, but I again watched the whole thing. Sat we sat our we set our merch up in the main room so we could sit by our merch table and watch the bands because I think that's the right thing to do if you can do it. Um, the other, a couple of the other bands had set up in the front lobby, so when they were sitting by their merch, they could not see the other bands, uh, which you know is another option. Like you have to do that sometimes. Like we certainly did that at the Paramount because that's where you set up stuff. Um, We've done that at Mulcahy's because that's where you set up stuff. So I don't, I don't begrudge them for that. I'm just saying. And then the next band that was on was like kind of okay. Like they were a little bit closer to our vein. So I was like really paying attention to see what kind of stuff, to, to what kind of stuff they were bringing. To be perfectly honest, they had one, maybe one and a half good songs. 
Uh, but they had what I thought was a bunch of potential, and I was interested in in what they were going to do going forward and stuff like that. And they weren't a particularly young band, but like you know, younger than Rebel Nine is, so might be a good thing to hook up with. And then uh, our, our our friend Lucia uh, did her performance, which was you know the whole reason for the night was her EP release, and that was all well and good. And then uh, the Mesos uh, closed the show. We played, and then the Mesos played. Uh, the Mesos were really, really good. Like, straight up, like, punk. Like, they could play with Jackknife or All New Episode. And I think uh, Kaz gave them those names because they'd be good bands to network with for them. Like, But they were, like, you know, short and quick and aggressive. And, like, we had a really, really good time watching them. Uh, but the, the thing about them that was really kind of... That really stood out is the fact that they were there before us because they were we were using their drum set. So they were there all set up when we walked in, and they were there. They were le- and they left with us. I mean, obviously they couldn't leave before the last band because they were the last band. But they were there the whole night checking out all the bands and basically doing exactly what we were doing. And the reason it was notable because honestly, this is what I need you guys to understand. Like just in life in general, and certainly band stuff, it's the fact that. You shouldn't remark on good behavior, right? Like when somebody like does a good job, like as your waiter or or waitress or food, food server. I'm getting this PC wrong, but when somebody does a good job, like that should not surprise you. That should be the norm. But you will find in your life, you'll be like, "Wow, that person really did a good job." Because everybody else does such a bad job. The fact that I'm remarking on the fact that the Mesos were cool enough to stick around and watch all the other bands should lead you exactly into thinking about what I'm going to tell you about the other three bands. Because those other three dipshit bands all left. Like, two of them left before we even played, and then the third one left after two songs. Like, dude... (laughs) And to be perfectly honest, all conceit aside... We were fucking awesome that night. We were so on point because there was no stress. We were there all set up. We were incredibly well rehearsed because we've been getting ready to record and stuff like that. We were we were amazingly well rehearsed and we were so on point. It was ridiculous. So it was probably one of our better shows. So it wasn't that we were bad. It wasn't that we were playing music that nobody liked because everybody that did stay, we were able to turn into fans and stuff like that. But these bands decided it would somehow behoove them and be like more important to just dip out of a show rather than network with a superior band that tours regionally and nationally and does all this other stuff and like you know i'm not blowing my own balls here but like we have a high enough profile that if i played you their songs or played you some of their music like you might like it, and they might pick up a fan. Well, they can go fuck themselves right now because walking out on me at a Rebel 9 show when I've driven three and a half hours to make sure I'm there on time to watch your shit ban and you have the audacity to throw that level of disrespect my way, I hope you fucking die in a fire, and I hope your band falls apart because you're fucking garbage people. And that's really all you need to know about that, so... I did not pull any music from any of those bands. I will be grabbing stuff from the Mesos, but for next week, because I want to give them a better lead-in, I don't want to lump them in with the pieces of shit that we did play with, because I feel like that would sully them. So I'm going to give the Mesos their own time and make you fans of that band, because those guys are cool, have good music, and are a worthwhile band supporting. The rest of them, they can fuck right off. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Alright, so I've got a song here from the band Architects, which I've been digging for a while. Uh, every time they put something out, it's like, oh, I like that, I like that, I like that, I like that. I don't know that I've loved anything from them yet, but they have a new song out. It's called The New Moral Low Ground, and as much as the chorus... I want the chorus to do more, and I feel like a dick saying that because I like the rest of the song, <laughs> but I want the chorus to do more, but... You could just back out of that for a second and listen to the song with open ears and just feel it when the when the verse kicks in. Like for the first time. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was really digging. I was really happy for him. And like I said, like the chorus is not bad. It just I wanted more out of it because the verse is so 
I think the verse is just killer. And it's so funny because it's such a production note for me and my history. Uh, whenever I've you know worked in the studio, especially like pre-production, it's like, okay, that part, that part's not so strong. It's usually like a verse, right? Or a bridge. Like, that needs to be stronger. That's actually, that's where I get in trouble the most with bridges. That part needs to be better. Okay, so I'll rewrite the bridge, and now it's way better than the chorus. <laughs> and then it's like, well, you know, if you're going to bring that bridge to the party, you really got to bring a bigger chorus to the party. That has happened to me so many goddamn times. Like, every time I try and rewrite something, it's like, okay, well, now the other parts don't sound as good. It's like, all right, so then you go and rewrite them, and then you end up with a whole new song. I feel like they they missed this step. I think that this was probably the original chorus, and they had an opportunity to rewrite it after writing such a sick verse. But honestly, what the hell do I know? I just play songs on an internet radio station. So don't listen to a word I say, but listen to everything that's coming up next. It's brand new Architects. Relax. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I don't know what's going on over at Camp Nothing More, but they are just getting heavier and heavier and heavier. And I got to tell you, man, I effing dig it. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm definitely of the opinion that there is no version of that song from Halsey that's bad. <laughs> I think that song is so well written and so... Do you know what? It's just so well written that it is almost impossible to make a bad version. Now, I'm sure someone will try at some point, but man, it might just defy the possibility. Even the worst band might not be able to so there's a little Halsey for you. I just I think she is so goddamn fantastic. And that and that record oh, so so good. Uh, if you aren't a Halsey fan, I I could not recommend her more. I really I really couldn't. So give that a listen. Um. So have you heard anything from Blink 182 lately? I must admit, as much as I like the band, I was never like a devout follower of theirs, so I don't actually understand a lot of what happened. And I've noticed as as they've kind of gotten back together, and you know, Tom and Mark, I guess, have mended some fences. Um, that there's even like more talk about weird stuff that was going on and stuff like. And I'm so uninterested. That I guess I just don't care. <laughs> like if it, I think if it was Green Day, which I was more of a follower of, I think I'd be much more interested. And it shouldn't really be a reflection on Blink-182. I just, I never really followed them. I just really liked some of their songs. And that was, that was kind of it. Like, I guess that's what happens when you just like the music from a band and like, you know, you could take or leave the band, which is a weird sort of rare thing, I think, for me. Once I get to like more than like two or three songs, but I will say it was it was really interesting because uh, I not that I was going to go to a concert like I'm really kind of almost done with that sort of stuff. Um, a big concert. I still like local shows. Um, that they had Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio, which is one of my favorite bands, was singing. He basically replaced uh, Tom for years, and I I had seen a like Loudwire. I follow Loudwire on Instagram, and I had seen a clip. Uh, that was, or not a clip, a, a, a post that was like, even Matt Skiba doesn't know if he's in Blink 182 anymore. And I thought that was so funny, slash, so messed up. Like, I did not like that at all. I didn't think that was that was cool because, you know, I guess when you're like that level of a band, like, I guess things are, I don't know, maybe they just don't communicate well. I, I really don't know. I can't even imagine what that would be like. But I think it's official with the new release from Blink-182, and Tom certainly back in the band, that Matt Skeet is probably back to doing Alkaline Trio, which is fine, because uh, that's where I like him the best anyway, so that's great. Uh, maybe we'll play some more from them later. But I did pick up the new song for you to listen to if you have not heard the new song, Edging, from Blink-182. Well, don't worry, because I got you, buddy. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Well... Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for some new music. Now, I know what you're thinking. New music is awful. Yeah. No. That's, 
Literally the whole point of this show. The music is not awful. That's why I mock all those people who are constantly like, yo, there hasn't been good music since 1975. It's like, okay. <laughs> listen, listen, Billy. <laughs> you need to settle on down, god damn it. God darn it! I assume that's the accent that goes with it. <clears throat> but yeah, so, um, a long time ago. Sit down, chillin'. Chillin'. Sit down, children. I'll tell you a tale of a band that was. So a million years ago, um, there was a band called Off the Turnpike. Now, I found Off the Turnpike because Sean, their bass player, emailed me a song called The Boxer. Which I have always liked. To this day, I like it. To be perfectly honest, if I had just met Sean, I probably never would have listened to The Boxer. <laughs> I kid! I kid, Sean. I thought it was a good song. I liked the band. I liked all of them. Um, I even I even liked their old drummer, Steve. And I liked the band. It was Christian, Sean, and Andy. Andy and I would actually go on to become really good friends, I think. And I think we still are. And that's cool. Um, and then... They replaced drummers, and they got a dude named Salchi, who, in my opinion, ruined the band. <laughs> I said it publicly. I said it to them. And eventually, he did. Um, I remember the last time I saw Christian was at the Seaside Music Festival. Seaside Heights Music Festival I was talking about, like how unfortunate it was that things went down the way they did because I really did think they were a good band I think they were on the precipice of doing something really good and I think they needed some direction and some help to get there help not me like I'm not qualified like I mean I need my own production team you know that's how that's how unqualified I am <laughs> but I certainly can make suggestions and, and never and never hold back but the band never like pulled it back together and then the, they just kind of called it quits and then uh, Andy was working on some stuff with uh, producer Dan and maybe Sean. I don't even know. I think Sean was in it. I can, for the life of me, I cannot remember what the name of that band was. And then Andy was also doing some stuff with Matt Fox and ended up going completely south. <laughs> Which, you know, so basically Andy keeps tripping over sticks in the street only to fall into manholes. Like, <laughs> Which is not, not super productive. But got a new project out and it looks from the post like he's signed back up with Christian and Sean so sounds like they're back on the turnpike hey come on but Andy has definitely changed direction a lot and I for one have always been impressed and interested in seeing what he's going to do next and if you are like me and interested in that very thing well I have something for you band is called third best it's their first release because somebody fucked something up they weren't able to get it released on spotify today so i'm your guy it's third best in the box
production. I did just see that Taylor Swift is going to do her Eras tour and has signed up Paramore to play with her. I can't even imagine what that's going to be like, but I imagine it's going to be a fantastic show. So whoever goes, like, do enjoy that and absolutely report back. But this show right here, Hard Rock Lunchbox, I mean, you won't really expect to find a lot of Taylor Swift here because it is Hard Rock Lunchbox, but this show is all about balance. So have a little yin and yang a little peanut butter and jelly, a little ketchup and mustard, a little Taylor and a little Deftones. Hard Rock Lunch Box.
That's my boy Kaz, dropping some mind over matter. Looks like everything is even spelled correctly this time, all right? I kid, I kid Kaz, because I can. Uh, new single out. Um, you can find it on all the Spotify's, probably the Apple's, maybe even the YouTube's. Hit him up. He's really proud of this one, and he really ought to be, because it's really good. So check that out. But I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. I know exactly what you're thinking. I think you're thinking, dude, when was the last time you played some Oogie Wawa on the box? Right? Like, you're all thinking that. And the answer is never. But you won't be able to say that tomorrow. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Well, I got to say, it looks like I'm really killing it with the audience today. <laughs> Very light chat day here at the Hard Rock Lunchbox. But I do appreciate everyone that has stopped by to say hello throughout the course of the day. Appreciate it. I uh, better, <clears throat> or as much as anybody, understand like how busy things are and how busy things get. Hopefully some of you are just listening or are going to listen later and just, um, I don't know, enjoy something from here, right? That's <laughs> kind of the whole point. Well, I've still got more new music for you because I actually did pull a bunch of songs this week. I actually have a Sick Puppy song that I was really excited to play, but like, it's not very good, so I'm not going to play it. What I am going to play is a song that I didn't expect to be very good, but I'm totally digging it. So, yeah, man, here's a little MXPX. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Mix picks. I don't know. Somebody hop up in the chat and correct me because I don't know how to explain, it, or I don't know how to say it. But the name of the song is Unstoppable, and I thought it was awesome. So, here you go. Hard rock lunch. Yeah, man, without question, one of my five top favorite bands of all time, I'm Mother Earth. I just, I wish they were still releasing new material, but they just aren't, so I'll just have to keep playing old material, which I am completely fine with. Hopefully you are too, but even if you're not, I got news for you. It's still going to happen, because that's what's up. I am so in the mood to hear a little of Mice and Men. I actually just had a really hard time trying to pick what song, so, uh... I went with this. It's an oldie. It's a goodie. And it's next. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man. Time to kick this pig. It's time for your weekly craving of the week with Craving Strange. Of course, I happen to know for an absolute fact that Craving Strange is very close to releasing new music. I'm excited. Are you excited? Were you as excited when they were releasing new music last time? I was excited. Were you excited? We were all excited when this one came out. So much for what's happening after. I'm left here in the afterglow. Here, keeping your secrets Dead leaves have the sins below Well, can I be honest with you now? I don't believe in ever after But there's a part of you That I just can't put down Will you be honest with me now? Cause if you break me, I will shatter And all the pieces, pieces We'll scatter like the ashes and they all fall down I hope they're the last ones Whoever had to be the ones to have it all Now I know what you're after There's no fear when the ceiling's low The sunset on the words that'll keep you There's new skin where the seeds have grown Can I be honest with you now? I don't believe in it 
This stupid show. I mean, the part of. Whoops. <laughs> See what happens when you hit the wrong button? That's true in life, kids. Pay attention to your parents. Uh, we're done with this show for another week, and then uh, if anyone feels like showing up, we'll do this again next week. <laughs> maybe the week after that, maybe the week after that. So thank you, everybody that tuned in and listened and joined the conversation. I appreciate that, and you, as always. And I hope you had a good time today listening to some stuff you enjoyed listening to, did a little dance, do whatever it is you guys do in the privacy of your own home while you're still allowed your own privacy. Just saying. I will tell you, I heard this song that I'm about to close the show with earlier this week, and I couldn't quite place it, and then eventually it hit me. Hit me, hit me in a way that, like, childhood pie smells hit me. I forgot how much I love this song. I don't know what happened to the band. I don't know that I care, but God damn it. It was a good song then. It's a good song now. So dance your asses on out of here, and we'll see you next week on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box.